Today's reading is from Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling to which you have been to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope of your calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captive itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean? But they had also descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full structure of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. Hear the word of the Lord. When I left school, I did a uni degree uh, that would earn me, result in a job that would earn me the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. So I was in IT, in the IT boom. I've always liked technology. I've always liked uh, new things. I, I discovered across that time that I, I was good at solving problems, but I didn't want to be buried in a computer doing coding. <laughs> uh, I moved from what would have been a technical job when I first started in IT through to the least technical aspect of, of IT where I was helping the organization, the business side of the organization come up with IT solutions to their, their business problems. Then in the middle of that, I, I discovered that there was a calling uh, from God on my life uh, into ministry. Uh, in the middle of that, I discovered a number of things, both in the secular as well as in the ministry world, that talk about me as a person and how I was wired, uh, how I am wired. Uh, something that, that I really enjoy is 
looking at processes and making them work better. That works in the secular world. It works in the church world. Uh, something I really enjoy is coming up with solutions to, to problems and, and seeing positive change happen. Uh, it works in the secular world as well as working in the church world. All of us as human beings are wired in a certain way to make a certain contribution to the world. Uh, that's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about how all of us have a, a ministry in life. Uh, when we talk about purpose or calling, it's that ministry in life. And it's not just a ministry in the church. It's a ministry to the people of this world that God has wired deep inside of us. We talked last week about how we are one body, uh, that we're all needed together, that we form part of this, the same group with Christ as our head and that uh, we exist for more than each other. I exist for more than just me. Uh, that each part of the body needs the other part of the body, that if I woke up this morning without legs, I would be in a lot of trouble. Uh, that if I woke up this morning and I had no voice, I would be in a lot of trouble. Each part of the body needs the other parts of the body. And so what we said to each other last week was, I need you. We as fellow Christians need each other and what God has given each of us in order for the church led by Jesus to fully function the way that Jesus designed it to function. Now this week I've got a phrase that I, I'm going to give you that I'm not going to ask you to say. I am God's gift to you. Is that something that you could say? to the people around you. I am God's gift to you. When we think of that phrase, we think of people that think they're God's gift to the world, don't we? And we think, oh, no, only arrogant people think in such ways. Only arrogant people think I am God's gift. And we like to shoot them down, don't we? We like to shoot people down who are gifted. We're really good at putting people down. But the truth is, you have been given a gift by God for other people to benefit from. Such to the point that all of us should come to a place of maturity and confidence where we know what it is. And can then give it freely to other people in a way that benefits and builds them up. That's what we're talking about today. Ministry, life purpose and calling. Uh, when I fail to perform my function within the body of Christ, the body malfunctions. doesn't work the way it's meant to. Uh, when I fail to understand what a gift that I am to other people and how it looks for me to operate in that, the body of Christ malfunctions. Why, why do we fail? Often uh, we have a lack of clarity. Uh, we, we don't know what we're good at or what God call, has called us to do in life, let alone within the church. Uh, we have a lack of confidence. Uh, we're, we're not confident in, or we haven't done the work of growing up in what we've been gifted with. Uh, and lack of practice. Uh, Ephesians 4 talks about what it looks like when we sit in a place grown up into being who we're called to be. It says, uh, this is what we're not meant to do. We're not meant to remain children. We must no longer be children. 
tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. Uh, the solution Paul talks about to, to solve this, this problem of people that have not grown up is the ministry that you and I have to each other. Uh, so so what's, what's my ministry to the body? If you open up your Bible, you, you can see down in Ephesians 4, we're on page 951. Uh, he, he talks uh, about the different ministries. Uh, so chapter 4, verse 11, the, the gifts he gave us uh, was some will be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So at some level, uh, you are going to fit into one of these categories, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, or evangelist. You're naturally wired in this way, not that you would necessarily have a title of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, or evangelist, but you would be wired in such a way that you can identify with that sort of role. And you may look at that and go, isn't, isn't that just leaders? And so if you're looking down at your Bible, uh, look back a few verses to verse 7, uh, but each one of us, each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. So, so all of us are, are given as a gift. The gift of Christ comes upon all of us. Each of us have a different measure of grace. Does that mean we all function at the same level? Uh, not at all. But it means that in some way, all of us has been given, uh, wired in this way of apostle, prophet, teacher, or evangelist. Uh, why we often uh, fail as a church is uh, we're looking for a, a job to complete uh, rather than a role to fulfill. What are all the things that I need to do? Actually, what we need to look for is who does God need me to be? Who does God need me to be for the people around me? Who does God need me to be for other people? And when you know who you are called to be, you know what you're called to do. But if you only want to find out what you're called to do, then you need to continually find out what you're called to do. But if you know who you're called to be, then it's really obvious what you're called to do. Often in life, we can do things that feel really mundane, that, that are just not us, and, and we kind of know it. Uh, one of the reasons we can fail as Christ's body is we haven't come alive and found the excitement in our calling. Uh, when you discover what God's called you to do, there's an excitement in that that is infectious towards other people. Uh, when, when you find joy in something and you share it with other people, it is naturally infectious. The, the teacher that has found uh, joy uh, in a particular learning is going to want to tell everyone about it so that they can understand it. And so with, with that in mind, I'm going to give us a bit of an overview of the different roles. Uh, so starting with the pastor, the, the pastor is the one who shepherds God's people. 
that is, they comfort, encourage, they identify need, they're a caregiver, they're a listener. Uh, in a secular world, you might find someone who is a nurse, uh, you might find a counsellor, you might find a social worker, uh, the, the person that gathers people in and cares for them. That, that is the role, the ministry calling of a, of a pastor, the one who shepherds God's people, the, the teacher, uh, the one who seeks and, un- and shares truth. So the one who wants to understand and teach biblical principles, to explain God's truth, to bring understanding, that loves discovering and then sharing what they've learnt. Uh, teachers in the secular world you will tend to be teachers in different spheres uh, of influence. Uh, apostles, uh, the one who is sent out, uh, they want to lead people into new territory and establish the kingdom where it is not. It comes from the uh, Roman idea of the apostle who was sent to establish uh, effectively a new colony where you take the culture and ideas and the values of Rome and you establish it in this new place uh, so that it begins to operate in such a way that it is a, a mirror of what it would look like to live in Rome itself. So that was the role of the apostle, to establish culture in a new space. Uh, you might find the apostle in today's world as the entrepreneur, the one that likes to start up new companies, do new things, uh, the, the one that's always coming up with ideas to, to present change. Uh, the, the prophet. Uh, the prophet is the one who hears God and speaks his message. Uh, they want to speak God's truth in season. Uh, there's a desire to connect with hearts, to encourage and lead people in God's ways. The, the prophet you, you might find in share trading. Uh, you, you might find the, the prophet who's trying to predict the way in culture. Uh, you might find the, the prophet who's trying to bring about transformation or change. Uh, the evangelist. The evangelist is the, the one who brings good news. So they, they want to share good news uh, with people who haven't heard it. Uh, in the secular world, you would think of people, the salespeople, as the evangelists. Uh, they find a good product. They, they want to then go and tell everyone about it. Uh, have you heard about this product? Have you heard how good it is? Uh, that is the evangelist. So th- these Five different roles, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, the pastor, the one who shepherds God's people, the teacher, the one who seeks and shares truth, the apostle, the one who is sent out, the prophet, the one who hears and speaks God's message, the evangelist, the one who brings uh, good news. Uh, When you think about leadership in the church, uh, we in the Anglican church have typically have one in the church. Now, can one person be all these people? No, like it doesn't make sense at all. And and we've tried to have one person fulfill all those roles, but it it is in no way possible. uh, Because when the Bible even talks about it, it talks about people given as gifts, not people that have gifts, people given as gifts to the church in order to bring maturity. Typically in established churches, uh, you get uh, those who are leading being pastors, Uh, or teachers. So people that are really good at uh, helping you to understand things uh, and people that are really good at, you know, giving people a hug and making making people feel valued and included. Uh, The the pastor is very good at holding together. The teacher is good at defining the walls. So you feel warm because you're here because of the pastor. You feel like your walls are, are solid and your roof is solid because the teacher has set frames and boundaries. Uh, but the reason why the, the church 
has stuck within its walls is because it's mainly had teachers and pastors as its leaders. Uh, the, the apostle is not typically the leader because they're really good at starting things, but not really good at continuing things uh, long term. They'll, they'll go and they'll plant a new church and they'll go and plant another new church and, and they'll move on. But you, you need that kind of influence in order to build up the general body. The, the prophet uh, is, is often being excluded because they, they have a voice that's contrary to what uh, people want. It's not always a comfortable voice. Uh, the evangelist is often outside. So, so you miss those roles and the church doesn't become what it needs to be, doesn't grow in maturity and as a result kind of tends to shrink because pastors are good at hugging and teachers are good at creating walls that other people don't fit within. Uh, when, when you think about these different ministry callings, uh, I like defining them into these two categories. You have pioneers and settlers or developers. Uh, the pioneer is you think of the person that starts a new business. They're, they've come up with an idea. Uh, they, they set it up. They get it going. Uh, they get some sales and some momentum. But they're, they're really not good at continuing it. That's the apostle, the prophet, and evangelist. They're really good at starting things really good at establishing new territory, expanding the territory. Settlers or developers are the, the people that you want to bring in once something has started up. So you, you start up your new business venture, uh, but then you need someone who can develop it. Uh, the, the pastor and the teacher create those structures, create the ligaments, create the bones that hold things together, give it a sense of continuity. And so they fit into the, the settler or developer type thing. If you, if you can't imagine yourself in any of these pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet, evangelist roles, you can at least probably understand whether you're a pioneer or a settler. The, the pioneer is someone who likes change, likes new things, uh, is always embracing new opportunity and, and coming up with ideas. Uh, the, the settler is someone that doesn't like change so much, is quite comfortable, is happy to go about doing the similar thing, eating the same thing for breakfast. Like the, the settler uh, may be really consistent, whereas the pioneer can go up and down and uh, you need both. It's not that one is at one end and the other is at the other end and one's good and one's bad. It's actually for, for a healthy system, you, you need all these kinds of people. And it's no different in the church. We're, we need each of these types in order for the church to be built up. Uh, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to email you this afternoon a survey. If you're not on email, make sure you fill out a card so you, you get email. And in that survey, you can get a bit of an indication as to whether you might fit into one particular thing. Uh, I, I think it'll be helpful. Uh, it's not the only answer. Uh, so uh, th that'll give you some answer. Uh, so how do I grow? Uh, how do I grow in understanding who God's called me to be and therefore being a gift to others? Well, the, the first place we grow is up in, into the head who is Christ. You see, when you look at each of these roles, Jesus fulfilled all of them perfectly. No one human person can fulfill all of these roles, but Jesus did perfectly. He's the, he's the shepherd, he's the one who taught, he brought the good news, uh, he uh, declared it as it was to people as a prophet, uh, he took new territory for the kingdom of God as, a, as an apostle. Uh, Jesus was 
all of these things. So how, so how do we grow in understanding our calling in life? We grow up into the head who is, who is Christ. Now, you, you might find yourself in a place where you are not confident in faith. Start there. If you're not confident in how much God loves you, uh, if you're not secure in the grace of Christ, if that doesn't excite your heart, start there. We need to be connected to Jesus as the head. If you're not encouraged in faith, that, that's the place to start. Don't, don't worry about these things. If you, if you are encouraged in faith and wanting to take the next step of maturity, so, so Paul talks about uh, the, the information about grace being like milk, and then when we come to a place of maturity, we can step into that place of discernment and calling. Uh, then you're, you're ready to grow. Look at Jesus. Look at how he fulfills the roles. Study. Uh, I wonder if uh, you found out that you were good with your hands and decided to be a mechanic, and you started up a mechanic shop, and you put out a sign and invited people to come, whether you'd be a good mechanic. Probably not. Probably not. You, you could give it a crack. Maybe you'll figure it out eventually. Maybe Google will give you the answers to some of your problems. But a mechanic who hasn't done their, their study, hasn't done their apprenticeship, hasn't spent time on the tools with someone who knows, it's going to be a terrible mechanic. And everyone's going to come away and say, oh, you're a, you're a pretty average mechanic, even though that might be your calling in life. And then the business is going to collapse and you go, I must not be a mechanic. Well, no, no, the truth is all of us need to be grow, to grow up, to equipped uh, for the works of service by people who already walk in each of these giftings. So, so, so why is it we need these voices uh, to speak to us, to equip us? Because all of us are different. I can, I can equip you in some ways. Kirsty can equip you in other ways. Uh, if, if we have more, I've got someone coming at the end of the month who's 120% teacher. So he's going to be on the last Sunday of October. He's going to be preaching here. But if we don't have the different people equipping us, then how can everyone who is different grow up into their sense of identity and calling together? It's, it's, it's not going to happen. And so we need these different voices. Why do we need these different voices? Because they have different things to say. Uh, Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, uh, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. You see, these different parts have a job of promoting growth in the body as a whole. And so when these parts don't function, what happens? The, the, the body can't come to this place of being knit together, growing up into him who is the head, that is Christ. So, so we need different voices, otherwise we don't grow. In the same way, we need to invest in who God's called us to be because the, in the same way the mechanic who doesn't know about how to fix cars, uh, the, the teacher who doesn't know their Bible well can't teach well. And it's not just going to magically happen. It's something that needs to be invested in. The evangelist that doesn't know the gospel well is not going to be good at communicating it today. So the first step is for us to be connected to Christ as the head, understand grace, 
have that change our life and then discover in the middle of that who is he called me to be as i'm connected to him who's he called me to be and then the thing we do as a result is lead a life worthy of the calling to which we have been called As I said, I'm not going to ask you to say this to the people around you. I would, I'd love if each of you were at the point of being able to confidently say, I'm God's gift to you. Uh, not necessarily in those words, but confident in your heart that you're God's gift to people so that when you bring ministry to them, they experience that you're God's gift to them. That's what God wants each of us to do, to bring the fullness of our identity to other people's lives in such a way that it changes them. Now, on Thursday night, uh, we'll pray about this and unpack this a, a, a little bit more. Uh, if you're going to come Thursday, I'd love if you'd filled out the survey first. Uh, the Spirit does give us discernment around these things. You, you don't need a, a survey to tell you. Uh, you may notice certain things with me, certain things with Kirsty, certain things with other people about how God has wired them for ministry to the body. But my prayer is mostly that each person will discover that they are God's gift to the people around them and begin to live that out with confidence, without insecurity, with fullness that the body of christ may be built up and that the church would thrive uh, wh wh what does that mean for us as a church uh, we need to continue to have multiple voices speaking to us to encourage us and equip us and build us in faith and i would love uh, to help that happen uh, and so that's why kirsty preaches that's why we've got someone coming in who's going to do some teaching is their strength. Uh, that's why we've had people last year speaking uh, from the perspective of evangelist. Uh, at Christmas, uh, if you've got gifts, are you the kind of sadistic person that can leave them for about three weeks after? Not open the presents, just, just leave them sitting there. Or do you, do you, just, do you buy something new and, and leave it sitting in its box? I'm excited. <laughs> as to what it would look like if each of you were to unwrap and discover how God has called you. And I'm confident that will not only influence your life in here, but your life out there. So let me pray for that. Uh, look, God, thank you uh, that you call us together with purpose, uh, that you call us together uh, for a purpose uh, that we can only live out as uh, we learn to live as who you have called us to be in this world. Uh, Lord, we pray that by your Spirit you would help us to discover who you have called us to be to the world uh, that we're in. Uh, help us, Lord, to be good at celebrating uh, other people, encouraging other people, equipping other people. Uh, Lord, uh, at some point you call all of us to be a gift uh, to other people. Uh, do the work in each of us, Lord, that is needed in order to prepare us uh, for what that might look like for, for us in your church. 
Uh, Lord, thank you that we are all valuable. We're all important. We all have a, a role to play in life uh, that we get to share together. Uh, help us, Lord, to uh, have a, an excitement about that, Lord, as we pursue what it looks like for us to uh, be a blessing to others and an encourager of others and equipper of others. Uh, Lord, grow us up in, in, as your church. Uh, Lord, may you continue to remind us of, of the, uh, the joy uh, found in understanding grace. May you transform our hearts by your love poured out into us by your spirit. And uh, Lord, uh, build your church. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.